and welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. Firework sounds! <laughs> I mean, that's thrown me immediately. I'm Tom, and we've all forgotten how to do this, apparently. Firework sounds! Why? And who is introducing those firework sounds? Crowd it's, noise! It's... It's... Oh, it's... Uh, Master of Ceremonies, Oscar. <laughs> when, did you, when did you get promoted to MC? I've been gone two months and you're the Master of Ceremonies. The board, the board had a had a had a powwow. Um, we all decided it would be best for the company if I became the Master of Ceremonies because I sunk all of our liquid assets into marching band futures. <laughs> marching band futures. As Oscar's mentioned, uh, it's been a while. It's been two months. We're at the end of our time loop. Oh. For those of you following along, last week was two months ago. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I know. So Tom's back now. Tom, you're older. I'm home. I'm older. Life has passed me by. I'm 26 now. This is Happy happened. 26. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Um, yeah, I have returned. It's so nice to be back. I've missed doing this so much. I've missed all of you. Although... Hang- um, gentlemen, I Hang on. I didn't want to do this on the air, but now that I have you here, I do have to ask you a pretty serious question. Oh, dang! If that's okay, um, <sighs> I don't want to I don't want to sour the atmosphere, but I knew it was coming. I was you do know what's coming. I can feel the guilt coming off you because I I have an accusation to make. I've been traveling around South America. It's been a fantastic experience. Correct. However. Can you just be honest with me? Have you guys been creating products and releasing them without me? Um, have we been creating products? Ha- yeah, you now when two you say, human beings. Okay, so me, as in me, and Joel, as in Joel, creating, creating and products. Yeah, <gasps> what is a what is a what is a product? I mean, See, you can keep dancing around this, but I have pretty much irrefutable evidence that you guys have been making products and shipping them to Latin America. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's pretty oh definitive. No. I have five products Joel. here that I saw in my travels that I'm afraid couldn't have come from anywhere but you boys. Please do try and refute these. I'll go one by one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, and see if you, you know, if you can worm your way out because I'm sorry, but I just, I find it offensive that you've been working without me and I just, I need to hear you a minute. So, yeah, yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to see these products that you you are so sure were us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oscar, if you if you could cover this first one, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, Oscar, a restaurant in Argentina named Pizza Boy. <laughs> uh, I'd like to hand this one off to my attorney. So that's a no comment from you. Is it? That's an admission of guilt, basically. I, no, I have. I well. Where, when have I ever... No, hang on, hang on. Have I been promoted to attorney? Joel, take, take this... No, 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 no. I'm a big boy now. I can deal with this. Uh, hey, Tom, when have I ever spoken about boys? Mm. Give, me, give me one example. That, this is the trouble. What you've done here is know that I could give you so many examples, I can't give you a single defining one. Occam's boy. <laughs> Schrodinger's boy. Stop these... yelling around theories with boys. Occam's boy. Pythagoras' boy theorem. <laughs> I'm not having this. This is ridiculous. I already know that was you. Joel, I'm coming to you because this has to be a you product. Right, okay. Have you, or have you not, right. created a brand of waterproof coats called H2NO? <laughs> <laughs> now, Joel, whatever you do, don't answer H2NO. <laughs> It'll give you away. I, I'd like to say H2, whoa, slow down there, buddy. You're coming in thick and fast with these accusations. And yet I've heard no evidence of the contrary. I mean, I still have three. Need I go on? I mean, I will because I've got you backed into a corner and I expect my money. So uh, can you guys, I mean, jointly this time, because this has to be a joint venture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me that you haven't opened a shop in a Bolivian shopping mall entitled Penelope Presents... Dot, 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 Ties. Now, did you go into Penelope Presents? How was it doing? <laughs> Not gonna lie, pretty quiet. Had they branched out at all, or did they stick <laughs> specifically to their, their their USP? It was it was about eighty five percent ties. Well, right, hang on. Okay. What was the what was the fifteen? Yeah, was Penelope trying to push her autobiography? <laughs> well, this is the trouble. I know you're asking this to feign innocence, but you know exactly what's been going on. You've been issuing the orders. 
we told her that okay okay look ha- hand on heart penelope presents dot 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 ties that was what we didn't come up with that. We simply financed that when a young entrepreneur, Penelope, approached us with a, a, a an idea too good to ignore. Mm. The idea was uh, it was a six sheets of A4 paper bound together with the word mm. ties on the first <laughs> line, and then five and not and you know five sixths of uh, sheets of paper of nothing. But it was enough. It was enough. Yeah. All right. If it was just an investment and you guys haven't Mm. been running the factory without me, fine. I can let that one at least slide. You're still on the hook for the others so far. Okay. Okay. We're bankrolling that one. I'll give you that. But that's that's not an OP. It's a tax. It's a tax break, really. I I can. Um, We're we're investing in emerging markets. I see. Mm. Ties by Penelope. Only by Penelope. See now, this is the next two. The final two are the ones that really get Mm. my goat here because. To be honest, boys, uh, we, we've got a bond. Joel, he knows about goat getters. Oh, no. <laughs> Alas, I don't, but we're coming back to that. No, these two really hurt because I feel like we have a bond when it comes to creating products and food. Yeah. Like, those two are the things that really speak to me. Like, the ones we talked about previously, they were kind of businesses. Uh, these are the products. And, and it really hurts that you wouldn't even think to consult me. Just because I'm there doesn't mean I can't, you know, give you the ideas. Yeah. Did you, or did you not, create a children's toy called Oi, Hold My Puzzle? Now, um, I don't... No, ha- hang on, ha- hold up. Don't, I don't, I don't, let's not rush into this. Mm. We don't want to give anything away. That's true. I... Tom, 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 could you could you take your headphones off just for a second? Just uh, yep. yeah, if you could, if you could. Uh, all right, he's gone. He's okay, gone. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's good. Um, so, are we going to admit to these first four? Because what? I, what? Here's I, my plan. Right. Here's what I'm thinking. We we get the final one and we turn it on him. Oh, he's been out. He's been out there. He's yeah. been on the front lines. Mm-hmm. He could have been. He could have been lining some pockets with some grade A solutions. Well, you reckon he was out there giving it away for free on the streets? I reckon he's hidden. A genuine Tom-sponsored first-world solution discovered in South America and bolstered by his own reserves. <laughs> he's so confident. He's that... so confident that we won't catch on. That he's throwing these red herrings to throw us off the scent. Hang on, are you trying to imply that he hasn't seen any of these? He's simply pitching ideas to us, so we will ignore them, and then he's going to go out and do them on his own. I think he may have already sponsored at least one of these ideas. Gentlemen, um, I'm back. Uh, oh, hi, Tom. Oh, oh, your... Hey, Tom. Tom. So, yeah, that that is the recipe that I was telling you about before. Um, don't use too much nutmeg. No, of course. And just a splash of stock. Interesting. Now, yes. could you guys be describing the final product that I have here? Because I think you all know what it is. And I think you know it's food. Well, well how much stock is I, in it? it? I, yeah, is it not? Is it nutmeg head? I have to admit, I didn't order it because you'll see why in a second, and I think you know why, gentlemen. This final product that I know you made because no one else in the entire world has made this. Okay, I know you made this. Okay, have you invested in a line of desserts in Brazil simply entitled Cat Egg Colon a special dessert? Ah, <laughs> uh, look. Here's the thing. We're not going to be taken for a ride, Tomothy. Yeah, bucko. Oh, you're turning this on me, you are can't... you? Uh, well, listen, listen here. You, you've, you've been out there. Yeah. You, you've been at the forefront of the product development. You've been working, you've been working with, our, with our, our South American offshoot division. <laughs> El Solucionó. Numero uno soluciones. Yes. I'll, I'll be honest, the, the branding, um, it's not authentic. Uh, it was sort of a, a, an, an, imposed, an imperial imposed name. Um, but that's... That- they don't have the metric system over there. Or they do. <laughs> I don't know which one we have. Yeah. We're on half metric. Oh, and they are, are they on full metric? They're on, I think they're probably more on full metric. Right. You know what? Mm. You guys are just worming around it's it's heartbreaking to see this happen but you know what i'm gonna be the bigger man here because we have a show to make okay we have fans to appease i'm willing 
just for this episode to let bygones be bygones, act like we're friends, and then the moment the episode's over, my lawyer will be in touch. I'm, I'm game. Speaking of waiting fans, waiting listeners, we have people who are desperate, they're thirsty, they're dying in the desert. We have our boy, Anthony Martin. Starving. A clam man. A clam man. He has been, he has been waiting for an answer since January 19th at 4.56pm. And then again at 4.57pm when he reposted the same question. <laughs> Fuck. Hang on, he reposted his own question. He didn't, well, he just asked it twice. Clam. Clam. We told you it was going to be a while, my dude. Here's the thing. He says, I've got a dozen of old piano school books that I didn't return to my teacher. Is it better to keep them or is there a way of sneakily returning them? And we have to fix this now because he has been waiting, as I say, since January. So it's got to the point now where the late fees, well, they were an inconvenience. They now, due to us, have crippled him. Now, it's, it's not a library. It's his piano teacher. Hmm... She's not going to charge interest, but she will be peeved. She will be annoyed. She'll be like, oh, I was looking for these books. Clam. (laughs) Excuse me, Clam? How long have you had these? Listen here, Clam. I gave these to you in good faith. You've abused my trust, Clam. Okay, so uh, the the primary objective is speed of return. What is the fastest way of getting something back to someone else? Trebuchet. Okay, good. Yeah, what, what, what is a trebuchet if not a triangular cannon? Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> Explosive getting it delivery there. force. Okay. The trouble is, will she not think this is an act of war when sheet music comes blasting through the door at 300 miles an hour? Well, hang on now, Tom. I think you're forgetting about the arc of delivery of an item sent via trebuchet. Mm. It doesn't go through a door. It goes up over the walls. Yeah. This only really works if, you're, um, if your piano teacher is situated in the stronghold of a Mott and Bailey type castle situation. Mm. <laughs> um, she, as long as that's the case. If she's under siege. If she's already under siege. Ooh. Then you, your quid's in, mate. You, you're okay. Can you either fake a siege or start a legitimate one unbeknownst to her that it was you starting it just so that you have the cover to trebuchet it back you're talking about a false flag piano book siege yes that's exactly what i'm talking Mm. about a classic false flag (laughs) espionage based piano siege via trebuchet on her if you turn to page 106 of sun tzu's the art of war It quite clearly lays out the foundations of the plan for, as you say, a a siege-based decoy. And if you turn to page 107 of Sun Tzu's Art of War, it is the entire piano transcription of Creepy Crawly. (laughs) (laughs) So what does this page say again? Uh, Because it's been a while since I've read Art of War, and really all I can remember about the fake piano, uh, the piano book siege is that there's generally uh, a lot of horns being played, like from a marching band at the front, and that's really all I could remember. Mm. I mean, what's important to remember is that you you don't um, you don't kind of do anything wishy washy. You have to be very clear, very direct. Um, nothing grey. It all has to be very black and white. <laughs> right. Okay. The first thing to do is to send a message, alerting your target. Of an of an imminent of the, of the siege is coming of an, an imminent imminent an imminent musical strike musical telegram musical musical telegram yes um, um, yeah no I remember yeah the first thing to do is send a uh, a, a strippogram round basically well it's it's a uh, it's yeah. a um it's a hit clips <laughs> you send a you know <laughs> you had to didn't you you come on. It's it's not us. It's Sun Tzu. It's Sun Tzu. He's he's he bought a lot of stocks in hit clips. <laughs> That's in his other book, Sun Tzu: The Art of Investing. <laughs> Tom, what 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 is this entire project been if not a war on business? Yeah, via the medium of hit clips. They're not called yeah. cuddle clips. No, that's true. They're called he- hit clips. Hitting is an act of war. <laughs> They're not peace clips. Is that in the Art of War as well? Page two, hitting. <laughs> Page one. It's part of it. It's certainly part of it. Yeah. I can't remember which part. I would have to confer to the scholars. But it's definitely in there. You can't have war without hitting. That's just <laughs> anger. That's nothing. That's just yelling. It's just a lot of yelling. Uh, and nothing gets done. War without hitting is Twitter. Yeah. Oh, shit. You either have hitting or twitting. You can't have both. <laughs> yeah. 
hitting, twitting, or quitting. Those are your three options. Yeah. So in terms of in terms of starting this siege, clam, um, you've got to have, if not a real motive, then at least the kind of the makings of a motive. Something that could be spun. What about your piano teacher is worth sieging over? <laughs> Are we saying it's something like of hers that you'd like to take or just something about her that you find annoying? I think it would, it would be what, something in her possession, which obviously is not these books. Uh, I guarantee that piano teacher has a piano. Oh, 100%. Wait. And, yeah. Wait, no, sorry, carry oh. on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there was no more I had okay. to offer. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying... You've got to guarantee that lady's got a piano. All the man's got a piano. Didn't specify. Uh, you get that piano. It's a war for the keys. I was going to say, because, I mean, I was thinking of piano, but that's incredibly hard to remove from the property, uh, especially considering this is just a fake siege. Uh, I was thinking, we have all the, all the puzzle pieces right here. You have a siege. You issue the letter, the decree to her via the musical strippogram, saying, yeah. "Beware! A siege is underway on your property. I demand from you these four music books." Misdirection. Precisely. She will then be like, "Oh fuck! Well, I'm not, I can't give in. We don't negotiate with terrorists." The siege begins. At which point, you rock up, calling a truce and saying, "Look, we've already got the books. Can we just call this off?" Act like you stole it during the fake siege. Okay. What? Okay, what? So you're telling her that... So the fact that she hasn't reached out to try and reclaim these books implies that she doesn't necessarily exactly. know you have them. So I think this, this, this spy tactic could work really well because it shows that you've got someone on the inside that has given it out. So it is really heavily misdirection-based. Can I... Can, but I, I'm... I'm right. So here's where I'm at. We've orchestrated this elaborate siege in order to make allowances for the trebuchet delivery method. Yes. You're yeah. now telling me <laughs> that as part of the siege decoy, we're going to circumvent the trebuchet delivery method and just give yeah. the books to the teacher. No, we're saying yeah. that we were demanding the books from the teacher. <laughs> right. And then while the siege is underway, you rock up with the books in hand, say, we got what we wanted, let's go, and she'll just be grateful that her house isn't under siege. Okay, so the books are still in your possession. <laughs> and you run away scot-free. And you've also not used the trebuchet that was the whole reasoning for the siege in the first place. You've used the trebuchet. This has all been an elaborate excuse to use my trebuchet. I just haven't been firing the books at her keep. Right. So the trebuchet has been used mostly as intimidation. <laughs> You've you've said you've well, you can't have a siege without a trebuchet, Joel. <laughs> Think about it. Seems that you can. <laughs> it would appear that one can siege sans trebuchet. I I will be taking no further questions about the siege at this present. Here's time. the thing, Clan Man. Siege is definitely the option. Whether you choose, choose yeah, where, yeah, that's not whether you choose to use the trebuchet in the, in the siege, or whether you choose to use it as an intimidation tactic in order to subvert her expectations or his expectations and give her the piano books as a olive branch. That's for you to decide. It obviously depends on the very heavily on the context of your situation. What's important is that um, a teacher's capacity for reasoning and logical thought is often dwarfed by their capacity to handle a siege <laughs> yeah yeah i feel i feel like when when planning this whole thing out you need to contemplate the key factors of how uh how well the two of you have communicated in the past and also what her militia forces are like in terms of their number and ferocity can she weather a siege or or would mm. that sort of Put a, a a wrinkle in her in her weekend. Do you want further lessons with her? Because if you do, a siege may not be the best way to do it because it's kind of hard to come back from it. How much yeah. are these books worth? The thing, if you if you do do the siege, you're probably not going to be able to get any lessons because you will be burning bridges, both figuratively <laughs> and literally. So you you've got to make sure that these books are going to be the last transaction that you make. But just be sure of. But yourself. that's for you to decide, and that's okay. We we can't make that final push for you. We think you're ready, Clan Man, to to kind of to go this one sort of semi solo. We believe in you. I I, I believe. Yeah, I'd also like to thank uh, Sega's hit game 
Worms forts under siege for all the terminology I used over the last 10 minutes. You didn't drop holy hand grenade once. Yeah. Because I feel if you're trying to use that, you, you've already decided the outcome of the battle. Uh, I see. Agreed. Well, there you go, Clan Man. A siege. Done. Who, who would like to go next? Oscar, do you have something for us? I've got two options. I've got two options. Okay. Now, I'm not going to tell you the context of the options. I'm going to tell you the name of the person making the tweet, and you can decide based on that. I like it. Okay. So one of them is at McFlawless. One of them is at Blazed. I've got to go with Blazed, if I'm honest. Blazed, because I need to know what combination of consonants that is. That Okay, so you've chosen wisely. It's one of my favourites. Uh, this one is is spelt B-L-A-Z-T. Okay. Blast. Blast. Okay. I mean, it's it's blast is what he's trying to go for, but in a cool way. Or like blashed. That, that, that's, that seems like it might be sort of maybe Hungarian or... or... I was going to say something Eastern European. Like It sounds like a kind of regal surname. The Blashed Dynasty. I don't know, but... I've got nothing but respect for someone that can have a five-letter URL on Twitter, though. Oh. Regardless of the letter combination. That's That's... There's only so many of those going around. So it's it's to be admired, if nothing else. Yes. Uh, so this one comes from Rasim, no common letters except the A, um, who says, I used to be able to sleep 12 hours a day and feel like an animal, but I can only get up to eight hours now. What does he, what do he now mean feel, feel like, like an, an animal? Yeah. This is the reason I'm glad we went on this one, because yeah. I think the entire thing of... Sleep is something we've mm. touched on a lot, but the idea of sleeping for 12 hours a day, so half of that day, yeah, and feeling like an animal is the part of this that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by. There, there is an animal that does sleep for at least 12 hours a day, and uh, we, we named a sin after that animal. <laughs> or rather the sim was named after the animal we don't know which well, way yeah um, i mean it's that, that's actually what i just did is what you said but i said it in a different way i realized that yeah so either we name the sin after yeah. the animal or the animal made the name of the sin it doesn't matter can you imagine being that much of a dick of like uh, a like natural biologist to encounter a brand new animal and call it a sin yeah yeah, I mean, you don't have things walking around on four legs and that have judgmental eyes and it's like, oh, look, it's a wild envy. <laughs> it's not found in any other part of nature. So this guy no, is obviously... I, I'd query that because you have a pride of lions. You do. Yeah, but that's a collective term. Yeah, and so one lion on its own. One, li one lion is fine. Two, li two or more lions, <laughs> sin. <laughs> sin, yes. Lions are only chaste and pious if they are solitary. That is as as it is written. So the guy is saying that he used to be able to sleep 12 hours and feel like an animal. And to imply that he longs for a time where that was the case. Yeah. He's lost four of those hours and that makes him sad. Honestly, can I just give him some respect on still managing the eight hours? That is something I struggle with, frankly. I think if I ever get eight, I feel like I've wasted the entire day. If I ever get eight, it's because of some kind of horrible, you know, backlog of sleep I haven't gotten. It's not ever a natural part of my day. So he got 12 and felt like a sloth, and that was good. I mean, I think we're all just assuming sloth because other than that, there's not really a, lo a lot of animals that are in the yeah. club banger no, part you, of the... You bring, up an you bring up an interesting point, Oscar. You said you only sleep eight hours when you have a backlog of sleep that you need to achieve. Yeah. Are we to assume that Blashed perhaps created a backlog of hours he needed to be awake? Interesting. So he slept so much that he's kind of overslept, and so he needs to now be making that up by not sleeping. Hmm. What? So he's so so he slept so much that he now ha he he has no choice but to be awake for those extra four exactly. hours. Exactly. So usually you would have a week where you you don't sleep enough, and then by the time the weekend rolls around, you crash into your bed, and you sleep for like twelve fifteen hours. Yeah. He's doing the opposite. He's slept so much that he now gets the weekend. He tries to crash in instead of crashing out, and he's he's waking up because of this deficit of awake. What an aggressive terminology for waking up i'm crashing in yeah well i don't know how i don't know how smooth your waking up is but i crash into the day yeah 
Usually with the help of an alarm. Yeah. Although when I'm crashing out, that's definitely violent because my body has decided that I'm sleeping. <laughs> so I imagine if your body is deciding that you will wake up now, that would be pretty pretty violent. That's got to kind of feel like the feeling of breaking the surface of the water when you've run out of breath. Mm. Does that kind of like, <gasps> oh God, it's the morning. You know that feeling of like, you're almost getting to sleep and then you jerk awake, yeah. like a hypnic jerk, like, oh gosh, I'm alert. Do you guys have the thing when you're like falling asleep and your brain is turning off and then one of your limbs will just spasm in a direction? <laughs> I, I yeah. do not, but my girlfriend has one of the strangest implementations of these because the amount of limbs that are twitching shows how far along the falling asleep process she is. Mm. Oh, it's a pro- it is it's, it is a multi-stage process. It's, it's incredible. It was literally just like... It's it's a perfect correlation. One limb means, oh, I'm getting quite tired. I'm about to fall asleep. Two limbs is, oh, nearly there. Three limbs is definitely asleep. And four is, I'm now in my REM cycle. But it gets to points in the night where all of them at once will flail as if electrocuted. Mm. So yeah, that's, that, that, that's why I have but one time and then I go to sleep. Yeah. I think you're being punked. <laughs> you reckon she every single night? Yeah. Is just there's fucking a, with me. There's a camera on each limb. <laughs> um, and they're just... And they're motion activated. Yeah. <laughs> they're dynamo. So she has to keep shaking them in order to, to kind of keep the batteries running. Otherwise, the footage isn't going to be captured. Um, I don't know if we're giving too much away. Maybe we should... Tom, how many times have you woken up with a fake moustache drawn on yourself? Oh, fuck, that explains so much. I thought I was doing that to myself. Mm. God damn it, it all makes sense. Bad news for you, Chief. <laughs> that would also no. explain well, why I've got the word Chief written on my head. Oh no, I've given too much <laughs> away. She's going to have to get new tactics. Um, so, in terms of Blaz's problem, yes. I think that the, the issue is, as you've established, Joel, is that he's sleeping too much and getting too much awake. So what is the optimum amount of sleep? I mean, you get told eight hours, but are, are any of us believing that? Are we actually are we actually sticking to that? I feel it's closer to six. I've heard I've heard studies say that it's closer to six. Seven looks like a bed if you lie it down. Now that is interesting. I listened back to an old episode. I don't know the way that you see numbers, but I've never seen these shapes <laughs> that you can pull from them. It's it's truly fantastic. The one that really blew me blew me? Nope. Blew me. The one that really blew me. <laughs> The number that really blew me, hang on, the number that really confused me was when Tom said that a two looked like a pair of legs from the front. The Roman numeral two? You never, okay, look, I listened back to it, you never specified it was the Roman numerals. You just said it was the two. It was just the two. I was under the assumption of maybe like a stick man leg and maybe they were really close (laughs) together. Why did neither of you say anything? I never say shit about the shit you say. I just let it happen. <laughs> if, if I did, there'd be no time left in the day to sleep. Yeah, exactly. And here's the problem. Maybe this guy has a Tom who's <laughs> drawing number shapes that only he can see. Hey, hey, here's what you need to do. Cut this abstract number drawing man out of your life. <laughs> Cut out your Tom. Is that what we're saying? Cut out your Tom despite your face. My self-esteem is through the floor, but I have to agree. But only with numbers. The rest of the time, you're a chill dude. Just, just, if, just if, the numbers. If any form of counting is involved, leave the room, because I will... Yeah, when it says, counting, counting sheep, no, get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so find the person in your life that's ruining numbers, get rid of yeah. them, and then you'll have all the sleep mm. you need. Yeah, precisely. There you go. Sorted. Tom, yes. What can you bring to to the to the episode this week? Did you know that a four looks like a lion? Why does it make so much sense? That's going to do it for us here at First World Solutions. I've been Oscar and Joel and Tom. Goodbye, everyone, forever. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I backpedal it. Everyone knows that it clearly looks like a giraffe. Uh, so I have a uh, prompt here from Am Nowhere on Reddit. Thank you very much. Who says? My children will never know the joy of jumping up and down on a bed due to my springless memory foam mattress. Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's going the way of the dodo. I've never... And the pogo. Like, I've never 
jumped on a memory phone. I have. And I tell you what, it is the most terrifying experience because your body uh, kind of likens it to the like evolutionary trait that it can best fit, which is unfortunately quicksand. Mm. Your body is aware of how to avoid quicksand due to years and years and years of evolution to avoid it. So... And it's it's to not. It immediately, yeah, and it immediately panics. The moment you mm. land, it grabs your feet and pulls you under and your body just starts hyperventilating straight away. Yeah. Now, my, my first thought about this in terms of stages of bed uh, bounce mm. is that I'm sure a similar uh, panic came about uh, upon the initial advent of the waterbed because the waterbed briefly try to impede on spring beds uh whole zone yeah but obviously that didn't take because the waterbed is a ludicrous invention Mm. if you jump on a waterbed you are asking for a room full of water or a bed's worth of water in your room yeah now are we to suggest that the memory foam mattress is here to stay i think it's got a longer shelf life than the waterbed because let me tell you why you can sleep on memory foam. Yeah. I have slept on memory foam. I have never slept on waterbed. I have tried and failed. You cannot sleep on waterbed. M- memory foams and waterbeds, they, they exist in the same space. Uh, they exist on the same scale, but they're at opposite ends. Mm. They both conserve momentum in a sense. The memory foam conserves momentum at zero. In that it, 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 it slows momentum down. As in... It, it has a momentum of zero and whatever momentum enters its space becomes zero. Yeah. It does not reflect it in the same way a spring does. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite is true of a waterbed. Um, whatever momentum <laughs> enters a waterbed... It gets multiplied? ...remains and ever oscillates. Displaced. Yeah. It just gets it just gets moved somewhere else. Yeah. You, you, you're ultimately getting a sinusoidal motion where it's just constantly firing that um, momentum back and forth and up and down and in and out. Until you fall asleep blissfully. (laughs) Until you slosh into sleepy oblivion. (laughs) Yes. There's a reason we call being really drunk as being sloshed. It's because it's similar to the idea of sleeping on a waterbed. That's where the term came from. That's where the term came from. If you go to sleep when you're drunk, but you go to sleep when you're drunk on a waterbed, the two wrongs make a right and you sober up whilst going to Mm. sleep. It's it's destructive interference. It, It... the the wobble of the drunk gets offset by the wobble of the bed. So you feel perfectly yeah, still. The, and you, it's like you're on a memory foam mattress. The phases cancel each other out. Exactly, yeah. yes. So by that stretch of the imagination, if you're incredibly sober and you go to sleep on a memory foam mattress, does it feel like you're on a waterbed or drunk? It feels too still. Yeah, you get fucked up if you go to sleep on a... If you go to sleep on a memory foam mattress and you are completely still, your body cannot comprehend it. You know, there are those... Um, acoustic isolation rooms where they're so quiet that you can like hear your own heartbeat and stuff like that yeah and you lose your mind it's the same feeling in that if you yourself remain motionless on a water on a memory foam mattress for too long then you lose your mind so actually the whole thing of this person's problem being that they're worried that the kids are gonna never experience the joy yes it will feel a bit like quicksand but it's now the time to instill that jump up and down on it it's fun. You know, if you tell a kid something's fun, even if they don't think it's fun, they'll know that it is and carry on doing it. Uh, you've got to tell the kid that jumping up and down on what feels like quicksand is fun so as to get them used to the idea of motion associated with a memory foam mattress. Otherwise, you will drive your children insane. <laughs> so it's a, it, quite literally immersion therapy is what you're suggesting. Bury them in the yeah. mattress. yeah, yeah. Bury your kids in your mattress. Have them jump their way out. It's fun. It's fun. It's for their own good. Stop wriggling. It's fun. Gregory, it's fun. Yeah. Stop crying, Julian. (laughs) Julian and Gregory are such entitled little brats. Honestly. They will never know the joy of a spring mattress, and they're refusing the joy of being held down against their will on a memory foam mattress. What can I do? I don't understand it. I really don't. I would I would have killed for that as a kid. I did. <laughs> um, good thing the mattress was scotch guarded. An option is, and th- this is an option that does exist, um, 
the mattress that I got delivered to my new flat uh, is a memory foam. It's a memory foam topped mattress with springs underneath. Ah. So what I'm thinking is we could we could put it on some sort of rotating mechanism, so you can have two modes: sleep and bounce. Okay, and that's the thing because we can then like fine tune bounce to actually be bouncy rather than just half bouncy like a spring bed is. We can go full on like rubber. I mean, you can already like you can choose your mattresses. Um, what do you call it? Firmness. So yeah. it goes from like soft, firm, medium, firm, whatever. Chonk. Chonk mattress. I think we went for medium chonk in the end. Good call. Good call. But what you could you could also do, you could have the flip side, quite literally the flip side of the bed and have that have a bounce factor. Do you want bouncy? Do you want, you know, child appropriate? Do you want adult appropriate for bouncing? Because obviously you'll need quite a lot more force in order to make a bouncy bed for an adult. That's true. Question. Can we uh, kind of request our own materials for what the bounce is made out of? And can one of them be the much underutilised material of flubber? Now, I was thinking flubber. Now, here's the thing I was thinking of flubber. You can have flubber or you can have tigger. Ooh. Because tigger's whole thing is that he's bouncy, flouncy, trouncy, dancy, fun, 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 fun. The whole thing we're going for here is fun, 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 fun. He does have the market cornered. I would worry that we would alienate some of our potential audience by using animal parts in the process. What I would like to push for is Flubber as a material okay, and Tigger, Tigger as a mascot. Yes, perfect. I like it. Oh, goodness me. Tigger with Flubber? That's, that's a partnership made in heaven. That is fun, 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 fun. Fun, fun. That's one more fun than Tigger ever could be on his own. And that's the tagline. <laughs> one more fun. One more fun than Tigger could ever be. The flip side of the bed. Are we just calling this flip side? I like it, yeah. Flip side is far more elegant than any compound of the words Tigger and Flubber I d- could ever I did, be. I'll be honest, I did compute the possible uh, permutations and there aren't any. There aren't any. What about flubber no. in bed? Flubbed. That's nothing. <laughs> no, hard pass. <laughs> you guys have got ruthless in the last two months. Memory foam pass on that one. <laughs> um, in fact, I'll flip side that bed and bounce it right back to you. Keep your suggestion. <laughs> oh, that hit me square in the chest. Yeah, that's right. Much like your children will when they use <laughs> flip sides. <laughs> You're going to have to be like a shortstop with baseball and be ready to catch them with like padding gear on you. Yeah, we'll also need some sort of way to sort of um, uh, isolate the flubber when it is flipped with memory foam up because flubber, oh, it bounces. And it don't stop. If you let that touch the ground, that will <laughs> rick, like rock it upwards. So that will rocket your whole bed to the ceiling and crush you immediately. Yeah, so it needs to be... Um, well, all you got to do is cover the ceiling in flubber too and then, you, then that absorbs and reflects the impact. To be fair... Has like have any, has it, have either of you watched Flubber recently? Because there are several scenes in that that should have caused immediate death, and yet it. I seem to recall the end of it is like he's in a car flying past a plane. Am I right in thinking that? I know he does fly a car, but specifically there are two. He flies a car. He there there are two villains, much like the Wet Bandits in Home Alone, who are like stalking him trying to get the Flubber. And the recurring gag is that they get hit in the face with flubber-infused bowling balls and cricket balls yeah. that bounce so hard off their heads that they fly directly into the night sky and stay there for a week and then come back down and hit them perfectly on the head. It's, sorry, is that canonically a week? Yes. Flubber. Flubber, my guy. The, the silent killer. <laughs> but the trouble is, doesn't kill them. It gives them one black eye. So I think flubber is a perfectly safe material. If you do get bumped into the ceiling, it's just a mm. funny story. Yeah. Okay. A kid with a black eye is far preferable to a kid dead. I, you know what? I know we say a lot of controversial things on this show, <laughs> but I would, agree, I would agree with that, that a kid with a black eye is better than a dead kid. Why would you say something so yeah. brave? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't think, anyone, I don't think anyone's disputing that. <laughs> I, I don't no. want to take a stand and like jump on my soapbox, but I think I agree with my co-host here that a black-eyed kid is far preferable to a dead child. Obviously, I'd rather have neither. Obviously, obviously I don't want either But if you had them. to choose... 
You'd go for the black eye. If I had to choose over the death, if the man came and he made you choose. I tell you what, though, a kid's eye is so small. That is a really relatively small amount of bruising. But then the percentage is the same. Yes, but relative to smaller bruise, smaller bruisey. Any other, any other, like consistently sized object, like a chair. So if we hang on, we're saying flubber only causes black eyes. Yes. That's that's the worst you ever see flubber. That's doing. the worst you ever see. So sell the flip side with free safety goggles. Perfect. Fantastic. We're, co- we're covered. We're covered. We're we're one hundred percent covered. No black eyes. No dead kids. Mm. That's the other tagline. <laughs> no black eyes. No dead kids. <laughs> the flip side. No black no eyes. Kids. No get. No dead. Kids. No one more fun than Tigger ever was. <laughs> And it's advertised by Tigger. Wait, who has to say all these lines? Can we? Can we also just obviously like Flubber is going to be a big content, a big component of this. That's forever, yeah. Kind of linked to Robin Williams, who unfortunately we can't get to do the advert anymore. I have just noticed that his iconic role of the genie is being replaced by a very blue Will Smith. Can we get mm. a very flubbery Will Smith to do our advert? Very, a very green Will Smith. Was Flubber Robin Williams? I thought it was Eddie Murphy. No, that's Robin Williams. No. Oh. Yeah, it's Robin Williams. Of all of the, like, dredged up, newly rebooted Hollywood ideas, yeah. I am amazed there's never been a Flubber reboot. Was Flubber not, like, one sort of computer graphics guy's, like, passion project? Like, I think so. How, how to get those those ripples realistic. But I seem to remember it was huge, and we're still talking about it over a decade <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's the perfect, most underutilised technology. No one wants to touch Not Flubber. one of us, not one of us questioned the reference to Flubber. We all dove directly headfirst in. And I'm sure there are so many other people. All right, you know what? Fuck this product idea. I'm rebooting Flubber. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar, you're making a terrible mistake. Okay, you know what, Oscar... You, you, we, all, we all jumped on board with the mechanics of Flubber. Yeah. Tell me the plot of Flubber. <laughs> okay, here's the plot of Flubber. Are you ready? Robin Williams creates Flubber. <laughs> That's act one. That's act one of the whole film. Act two twist. He is unsure of... he. No, no, no. He is unsure of the application. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. He puts some shit on his shoes. It helps in basketball. Bad guys try and get the flubber tech. They almost get it. Robin Williams gets to keep it. The bad guys get their comeuppance. The film ends with Robin Williams flying in a car somehow because flubber is also flight. The end? Now... You, you've missed out a couple of very key components. Are you looking up the plot of Flubber? I'm not. This is going purely from, from memory because I was haunted by this one particular character. Do you remember his robot sidekick slash maybe girlfriend, Weebo? <laughs> no, I do not remember Weebo. Check it. Weebo's a real thing. So, Oscar, look, I, I, just going back to our product, I feel like we've nailed this, right? Like, the flip side yeah, is yeah, done. Yeah, no, the, the product is okay. great. We're on this now. We're on, we're on Flubber now. Okay, you know what? We, we can't do HMS this week because I'm too busy talking about Flubber. That, yeah, instead of HMS, that's fine. Here's what I think we should do. In the last three or so minutes we have to record, let us invent Oscar's new screenplay for the Flubber reboot. So hang on. I, I, I'm just going to look quickly at the Flubber film synopsis. Um, I'm on the Flubber wiki. <laughs> There's never a Flubber wiki. Hang on, hang on. It might be the Disney wiki it with an offshoot. Cannot warrant its own wiki. Um, the character of Weibo is so specific and so well crafted that it's it's got a term that I've never even heard of before, which is Weibo is a character and the tritagonist. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard of a tritagonist. I feel like they invented well, so that you've got purely for protagonist the protagonist. Antagonist. What the hell is a tritagonist? It's Weibo. Tri- that's what it is. Tagonist. I'm just looking up on Wikipedia. Tritagonist. See Weibo from Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> the only one. The person who is. The person who is third in importance. There's no need. Wow. After the protagonist and deuteragonist. No one has ever heard of these no, words. Just, like the Book of Deuteronomy. What? Oh, yes. You- 
That's book two. I have just Googled the word tritagonist and fittingly yeah. enough, it's come up with, as, as often Google does, with a picture next to it. And it is a character from an animated film so bland and completely unrecognisable that of course he is the third most important character because I could never identify him in a million years. Yeah. Uh, apparently, as a character, a tritagonist may act as the instigator or cause of the sufferings of the protagonist. That's an antagonist, isn't it? That sounds a lot like an antagonist. Weebo was the villain. <laughs> Weebo's a bad guy all along. I want that. I want the gritty reboot of Flubber in which he is fighting his robot of his own design. And then the grand finale is them in giant Flubber mech suits fighting one another and bouncing from city to city. That's dope. Stop. It's gold. It's gold. It's gold. It's gold. Yeah. And it's not called Flubber. It's called Weebo. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Just like Bumblebee did with Transformers. Yes. Just Fuck. like Bumblebee, just like Suicide Squad, you focus on the villain. Yes, always. Weebo, a flubber story, is pretty fucking close <laughs> to excellent. Who do we get to play Weebo? Also, also, it's a Disney property. That's insane that they haven't tried to reboot this. Mm. I, I don't think we can decide who plays Weebo until we find out... Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Okay, we've already decided who plays Weebo, and that's Christoph Waltz. Is Christoph Waltz <laughs> affecting a woman's voice, or is he just Christoph Waltz? No, he's just, <laughs> just Christoph, Christoph Waltz, Waltz, and he's playing a woman, but doesn't put any affectation he on He doesn't it. even try. He doesn't wear a suit. Hello, it is me, Weebo, a woman robot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, rather than affecting any kind of, like, tone or mannerism. I'm going to have to kill you now, that's just the way it's going to go. <laughs> he plays his character from Django but as a robot but, but as a female helper robot okay okay brief and the protagonist is is this Robin Williams character the doctor who invented flubber yeah dr flubber okay dr flubber played by jason statham we're going to need him for the stunts no I, we no 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 too obvious too obvious who's I'm thinking Josh Gad. Who is Josh Gad? Weirdly, that's an annoyingly good fit. Josh Gad is the voice of Olaf the Snowman in Frozen. I see. I tried searching Josh Gad and it suggested Josh Groban. Are we sold on Josh Gad? Wait, Josh Groban though. Hang on. <laughs> Josh Groban as a as a as a How come Dr. Flubber doesn't sing anymore? <gasps> Musical number act two. Josh Groban. Musical film. <laughs> Weebo, a flubber story, the musical. <laughs> Written by Josh Groban. <laughs> Starring Josh Groban as Dr. Flubber. In. <laughs> in. Josh Groban. Josh Groban stars as Dr. Flubber in Weebo, A Flubber Story, the musical, written by Josh Groban. Groban. Starring Christoph Waltz as Weebo. <laughs> and Flubber as Flubber. <laughs> I think we should stop. Agreed. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's, it's been a long day for everyone and uh, and a long episode for everyone involved, including yeah. the listeners. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for getting to the end. Um, we're not going to do an HMS this week, although I do want to give a shout out to Canadian Chicken on SoundCloud, who said you should make a tweet where we get to submit random words for you to use for Horseman and Symposium. That is an excellent idea, Canadian Chicken, and we will do that, just not this week, because we're all very tired boys. But it's a great idea, and we look forward to implementing it. Um, I love it. We love it. Thank you so much, all of you, for waiting. I mean, you only waited a week because of the time loop and all that effort we did. But we appreciate it. We appreciate your support in this trying time of time looping. Uh, it's over now, so join us in the present and ask us some questions. Um, if you like what you heard this week, that's fantastic. We're we're glad to be back. Really glad. Like really, really glad. Really, glad. really, really glad to be back. And so if you like what you heard and you want more people to hear it, then let them know. Send them a link. Send them iTunes, SoundCloud. We've got Spotify. All of those links, not all of the links, but all of those links exist. Um, send them to your friend. Get them to listen. Get to it. As we've touched on, uh, we do absolutely love hearing from all of you and this show wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for people's problems. Uh, so if you have any of your own you'd like to share with us and think we'd be good at fixing, not sure where on earth you've gotten that idea from, but let's prove you right or wrong. Uh, you can get in touch with us via our Facebook, 
via our Twitter, uh, we're FWScast, or you can email us directly at FWScast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can just drop a comment onto the SoundCloud. Fun another way. I'd, I'd love to hear it. But uh, it, it is really great to hear from all of you. Uh, really great to just get any kind of feedback. It's been really lovely to hear everyone getting excited about sections and bits and pieces while I've been away because, as we've said, it's been, what, two months since we've recorded? It's a miracle I know how to speak. Do I? Let's find out. Anyway, this started strong this ended week. Please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. I think that's basically covered mine, but I'm going to repeat my usual spiel just in case. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rating and a review. That really helps us out and it helps us become more visible on the platform. If you are listening to us on Spotify, share that follow link around because that is a platform we can actually look at our stats on and stats are fun. Always fun. Uh, Likewise, just we really like reading your reviews. So please do let us know what you think of the show. What should we change? What shouldn't we change? Should we wear hats now that's the kind of thing you can request and maybe we'll implement it we we don't know you could shape this show please shape us mold us we we will need you to to sponsor our hat budget but um we're, we're happy to do it for the fans if you pay us apparently we'll wear, we'll, we'll wear hats for the fans if they're paid for by the fans how much is a hat um that's a that that is a whole episode's worth of content oscar so we'll save that we will say that coming next week. So uh, the the premium content, How Much Is A Hat, episode <laughs> one, is available on our Patreon. Uh, if you just pledge as little as £20 a month, you'll be able to have access to all of the episodes of How Much Is A Hat. Yes. Um, if, you, if you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> we understand. We understand. That's all good. Um, but in the meantime, I think we'll say goodbye for now. I've been Joel. Oh, shit. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I've been Oscar. I I hang on. No, you do it. You do it. You do it so much better than me. I've been no. Joel. He's been Oscar. Go on, take mine too. Yeah. And that guy was Tom. Oh yeah. <laughs> Finish it off, Joel. Do the whole thing. <laughs> no problems. Oh, no problems. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>